Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, March 6th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Busy show today. We open by talking Missouri basketball. The Tigers put a bow on the regular season with a tense victory over Old Miss on Saturday, and they played their way into a double bye of the SEC tournament for the first time. That's right, Mizzou is seated fourth and doesn't play until the quarterfinals on Friday in Nashville. It's been a fantastic season for the Tigers and first-year coach Dennis Gates, who put together this team with very few returning players. Beat writer Matt Stahl of the Columbia Tribune and I discuss where Missouri goes from here. After a break, star reporter Pete Gradhoff and I have a conversation about Travis Kelsey, the actor. Travis was the host of the most recent Saturday Night Live, and Pete and I agreed he was terrific. We break down his performance and wonder about his post-football career. Okay, let's get started talking Mizzou with Matt Stahl. Matt, uh, we're recording this on Saturday, so you just uh, a couple hours after you watched Missouri defeat Ole Miss uh, in a in a game that was closer than I anticipated, but I think I could say that about both games Missouri played this week at LSU and, and against Ole Miss on on Senior Day. But uh, I want to talk to you about the games today, this weekend, and this season in general for for the Tigers. Let, let's start with breaking uh, just a quick thought on today. Looked like Missouri was about to pull away late in the first half, and then all of a sudden it's a five-point game at the break, and and then it's nip and tuck throughout the entire second half with Missouri not uh, not feeling comfortable until like the last couple of seconds. Yeah, it just felt like Missouri just kept making it harder on themselves than it needed to be today, I think was my takeaway. Because, I mean, they went to Oxford and beat this team, obviously, before they changed coaches there. But, like, just on paper, they should have beat this team by a whole lot more than they did. But, you know, I guess that's that's March, I think, is my only real takeaway from that one. Ole Miss seemed at times like they were playing pretty inspired basketball. Missouri just never seemed to have that stretch where they pulled away, but you know, they were able to do without. Yeah. I kept waiting for that, you know, that uh, 14 to two run for the Tigers that, that I didn't see, but they did. Uh, they, they did have a great, a couple of really nice runs in the second half earlier this week when they went down to LSU, another, you know, Another game that Missouri was favored and not not by much, but I think by four. But uh, but uh, but gosh, I, I they, they struggled to to pull away from from LSU at the end. And uh, uh, you know, as, as good a season this has been for Missouri, is there any reason to feel a little concerned about the closeness of two games against opponents we thought they were um, they had an opportunity to overwhelm going into the SEC tournament? Yeah, I think so. I'm more likely to throw a line through the LSU game just because they were shooting so well from three in that first half. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was writing the game story as if they were going to come back, like starting at halftime, just because it didn't seem like LSU was going to be able to keep up that shooting. But yeah, today I think maybe was a little bit more concerning. Now I'll say it might be good to throw out a few clunkers that you manage to get through now than in the, you know, you'd rather have that today than in the SEC tournament. But yeah, we'll see. It's uh, It feels like Missouri needs to get back to that way they were playing sort of earlier in the year where 
you go have that 14 to two run and you kind of are able to run away with it a little bit, get a little uh, action for Ben Sternberg, Jackson Francois in there. Right. Right. The victory cigar brigade uh, for the, for the Tigers. Uh, listen, here we are um, nitpicking Missouri victories, which means the Tigers are in a really good place. If, um, if, if that's the case and the win Today makes them 11 and 7 in the SEC, 23 and I believe 9 overall. Uh, those are both match high watermarks for their SEC tenure, 11 years in the SEC. Most overall wins was 23, most conference wins 11. So they've matched that. They are a double buy seed for the first time. They're going to be the four seed in the SEC tournament, which means for the first time, they don't play on um, on Wednesday or Thursday. They don't play until Friday, I believe, at 2 o'clock is their start time against a an, a, an opponent uh, that has to play their way into uh, Missouri's uh, bracket. So that's a great place for the Tigers to be, and it really has been uh, an unexpected and delightful season for Missouri to have um, – to have them play their way into this position, to play in front of full houses at Mizzou Arena or near full houses, um, I know I haven't seen that on a you know on a regular basis uh, in quite a while. So let's just let me get your thoughts on uh, you know the, the the helicopter view of the Missouri basketball season. I know we can and we will microcosm it to death as the you know as postseason approaches, but just kind of. Where we are today with this Missouri basketball team, with a new coach, almost an entirely new roster, not great expectations. Uh, which, how about bottom lining this season for for the Tigers? You know, uh, first of all, I believe that by getting the double bye, haven't they already equaled their longest run in the SEC basketball that, tournament? That's exactly like, I right. Think, I think that's true. Yeah. I just – uh, just on a personal level, like I, when I was, I started interviewing for this job at the Tribune last February, and you know you tune into the Mizzou basketball games and kind of just keep an eye on what was going on because I sort of figured I'd be here. Man, it looked miserable in the Mizzou arena. It looked like nobody gets into sports riding right about terrible basketball in empty arenas, and uh, that's exactly what was happening. So. You know, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from Mizzou this season. And, you know, Dennis has made a point that really nobody in the media corps was uh, really expecting much from Mizzou this season. But, you know, here they are to the point where after the game today, Dennis was asked about getting that double bye in the tournament. He's like, you know, uh, we fell short of our goal this season. I wanted to win the SEC in the regular season. Uh I don't think anybody else feels like Mizzou fell short of any goals this season. I mean, you looked around after the game during the senior day ceremony, and I, I said this on Twitter, I think there were more people here for that than there were for just any game last season. It's just, it's night and day. and it's, uh, I get texts from a lot of my friends who cover other programs around the country like, is this like for real? Like, is Are we just missing something on Missouri? Is it some sort of like – you know, Mickey Mouse offense or something that nobody's figured out yet. I like, I don't think it is. I think he just put together a really solid team, uh, figured out fan engagement, which I mean, spoiler, a big part of fan engagement is winning games. And yeah, it's a, it's a good time in Mizzou arena. For sure. Um, and 
Uh, and look, I, I don't know if he's going to win SEC Coach of the Year because of uh, the job that Nate Oates did, you know, the way he's handled the Brandon Miller situation notwithstanding. But um, <clears throat> but I, I think it'll be between those two. And I, I think Dennis Gates deserves very strong consideration for SEC Coach of the Year. And I would um, look, I, he's, you know, it was certainly coach speak to, to suggest that it's you know, falling short of a goal of, uh, of of finishing fourth, which has never happened uh, for them. They retired for fourth one year in the SEC, but then I think they were a fifth or a sixth seed in the SEC tournament that year. They've never been the fourth seed. So um, uh, so it, it has been outstanding. And you know what? College basketball is a – it's a transfer sport now. Seems like every team has – four, five, six, seven transfers, and every team gets a chance to really start over uh, every year. And maybe no team started over more than Missouri did. They had a great, listen, great returning player in Kobe Brown, all SEC player, great foundation player to start with. But, you know, as as we all know, this is a team of transfers. Um, Some from, you know, from his Cleveland State uh, team that he coached the previous three years, but also from Milwaukee and Clemson and Northern Iowa and Missouri State and the junior college ranks. And um, and that that was my skepticism on Missouri coming into this year wasn't based on, you know, his coaching. He did a great job at Cleveland State. I thought he would eventually win. It was how can how can a new coach put together uh, a team with an entirely new roster and, uh, and and make it work in the conference of Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, Alabama, et cetera. And I, I, it's, it's really been uh, a fantastic job by, uh, by Dennis Gates uh, coaching and, and assembling, being the general manager and the coach uh, of, of this team. Um, how, what, what were your thoughts on Missouri going into this year based on just the, uh, all the newcomers? Yeah. You know, when you look at it, just from a just stars perspective, right? Which isn't a great way to look at things, but you know, they didn't have that team full of like four and five star dudes. And you heard Dennis say things like, Oh, you know, I was more concerned about the way this team fits together. Everybody's here. It's like a piece in a puzzle. And I kind of dismissed it offhand, honestly. It's just a, uh, well, that's what you say when you can't get a team full of four and five stars is you start trying to put the puzzle together. But, uh, he wasn't lying this time. Uh, you know, it's a team. It's it's almost the polar opposite of the way those Coach Cal teams were at Kentucky for a lot of years where, I mean, he might not have, like, sort of the glitzy names on this team, but everybody fits together so well. And everybody's just played so much college basketball that there's not a whole lot that rattles them. Like, I don't think a team even full of four- and five-star freshmen wins this game today, wins that LSU game. Uh, wins that Tennessee game. Like there's a there's a few of those where this team has just time and time again shown the ability to take a few punches and still win. Just partly based off of experience, guys are very good towards the end of games here. I think that's a great point. That when we talk about the transfers that came to Missouri this year, uh, they, they they weren't guys who you know were unhappy where they were as freshmen and decided to look. Uh, you know, start their college careers and look around. These these were all just almost entirely guys in their third, fourth year of playing college basketball. And as evidenced by, uh, you tell me how many how many players were acknowledged on Senior Day after the game today? 
Yeah, it was nine guys acknowledged for senior day. And now Dennis pointed out, like, that doesn't necessarily mean um, all of them aren't coming back. Uh, there were four who've completely exhausted eligibility in um, Ben Sternberg, who doesn't play very much, uh, Trey Gamillion, uh, Des Moines Hodge, and uh, DeAndre Golston. But still, I mean, that's, a, that's just a ton of experience. It's guys in their fourth, fifth academic year who've just been around the block and have been able to do some great things in Missouri, especially, you know, Kobe Brown didn't make, didn't commit one way or the other, whether he's coming back. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do, do we have a sense of, uh, uh, of, of the other, of the other ones who were acknowledged today uh, and honored on senior day and any good guesses on, on who might be back and, and uh, who will uh, dip the toe in the water? Yeah, I I really don't know. Dennis, when he was asked about it this week, said he's not even wanting to have conversations about that till the end of the season, till it's all over. Right. Uh, you can believe that if you want to. We'll see. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kobe Brown like this for him for this to be his last game at Missouri. But we'll see. You know, maybe he figures out like another year of development. I mean, his game legitimately got better this season. You look at the way he was able to start shooting the three ball a lot of the year. Like that's a, that's a skill NBA teams would love to have. And if he can continue, if he sees a few other parts of his game where he's like, you know, maybe I can improve this with another year of instruction at Missouri. Who knows? We'll see. No, you're right. Kobe, uh, the, the three game, the perimeter game was not part of Kobe Brown's game um, previously, and it was in a bigger way this year. And I, I think he's absolutely increased his value be, because of that. We'll, we'll see where he um, we'll see if he has a big decision to make after the season. OK, um, got a sense on on how this team could do in, in Nashville next week. What um, um, they they They've beaten teams like uh, they've beaten Tennessee and Kentucky and, um, you know, Alabama handled them pretty easily in Columbia. But, uh, no, they've, they've stood up to some of the best in the SEC this year and they're the four seeds. So um, and, and they would only have to play three games to, to win this thing. But uh, what's your sense going into it? My sense at this point is I think they could beat just about anybody on the right night. Like, if they play Alabama, Texas A&M, teams like that, like, if, if they had to play them ten times, they might lose eight of those games. But, like, they'll get them a couple times. If you guys are able to get hot, they're able to – I mean, not even – they don't even have to play their style some of the time, but especially if they're able to sort of push the pace, get those points they love to score, get it – you know, don't get just absolutely taken to the cleaners on the board and they're able to – find possessions in other ways, get some steals, et cetera. Like, yeah, I mean, this could be a team makes a run to the semifinals, finals of the, of the tournament. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd expect them to win it. I think I'm still pretty firmly in Alabama's corner on that, but you know, we'll, we'll see. You feel a lot, a whole lot better about it now than you would have at the beginning of the season. No doubt about it. No doubt. Matt Stahl for the Columbia Tribune. Thank you so much for joining us and, uh, and we'll do this again another time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Pete Gradhoff, star reporter, is joining us and we're talking about Travis Kelsey's performance on Saturday Night Live. I don't know how you felt going into it, Pete. I was just hoping that he could... uh, um, rise to the level of some of the other athletes that have been on SNL Peyton Manning pretty easily comes to mind, but I'm old enough to remember, you know, when Michael Jordan and Joe Montana and, uh, and even Chris Everett were on SNL as guest hosts. So it's Travis Kelsey's turn. He's not, I don't know if he's got the national name that some of those other athletes have, but, Seeing him, you know, on the field at training camp in the locker room over the years, I know he's got a big personality, and I thought that came through in a major way Saturday. What did you think? I completely agree. Um, I mean, we've also seen him on the post game uh, after they go to the Super Bowl. You know, fight for your right to party. The, yeah, on the podium. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's a big personality. I think everyone who follows the Chiefs is a fan realizes that and uh, I, I'm with you about the didn't know what to expect going in you, you know it's it's a big deal to have an athlete kind of have to you know headline a, a sketch show for 90 minutes that's a long time and and it, there's a lot of opportunities to have you know a letdown a breakdown whatever but I I just thought he did a fantastic job um he he was great so the, some of those skits in the beginning particularly were really funny and he was good Look, everybody's got a, you know their own sense of humor, and they'll they'll, de- they'll determine what's what they like, what they don't like. Uh, but just based on audience reaction, he got big laughs the whole, from the monologue on. And I got to tell you, I I kept waiting for a skit in which he wouldn't appear, and I don't know if I found one. He was like in every one of them. It was amazing how much they worked him. I I wrote them down with the with the um, the names of the skits at least as they appear on YouTube. And he was after the monologue. One, two, three, four, five, six skits. Hmm. That's you know th- that's that's a lot of work. That's a big workload for for uh, somebody who for anybody, but for somebody who's who's never acted uh, professionally like this. So uh, I'm, I'm with you, Pete. I, I I thought he was outstanding. And look, as a football player, um, he he's got to be able to uh, make judgments and improvise and and at the highest level of of sports. And I think that that skill translates uh, in, in this case, right. It's a live TV show. One of the very few on television. 
Um, and and it, you know, I don't remember him, you know, missing a beat or break, you know, losing it in laughter. I know there was a one once or twice he was, you know, kind of stifling a, a giggle, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, but again, I just thought his performance very football like in, in terms of overall success. Absolutely, he was uh, he was spot on with most of those those skits for sure. And like you said, they did work him a lot. And after doing that monologue, going back to that for a second, I thought he did a wonderful job of, if you didn't know who Travis Kelsey was, he really introduced himself, why he would be on that show, two-time Super Bowl champion. And, and, you know, he poked fun at his brother. He poked fun at himself for his troubles at Cincinnati and in high school. And, you know, that's really a disarming way, I think, you know, to get people to like you. But after that, I mean, so he he does the monologue and he goes straight into that American Girl um, skit. There's not a lot of time between, you know, those commercial breaks may seem long when you're watching them. But I can't imagine as an actor or an athlete actor having to change into different costumes and and, and get your mind right for this kind of skit. Because each skit was different, although he did play kind of a creepy guy in a lot of them, which was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, one of the other things that I that I thought tied the the skits together were, were like non football. It wasn't about Kelsey as a football player or as a Kansas City Chief. It was, you know, mostly as a you know big hunking dude, right? Uh, so, um, you know, in in some of the uh, creep, of course, in the in the first one, but uh, um, straight male friend. Uh, Garrett from Hinge, Mama's Funeral, Abby the Ex-Girlfriend. Those are the skit names. Um, you know, he was the big hunky guy, right, in, in a lot of them. So, uh, so you know, he, he was playing a role that, you know, in his previous acting experience, he was the, you know, catching Kelsey. He was the the kind of a, a bachelor sort of show that was mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, cable network E. Uh, that was the role that he was kind of played often on, on Saturday Night Live. Let's let's take a moment, too, to acknowledge Heidi Gardner, who, um, you know, who's the, the the Kansas City native and regular cast member, too, who this was her brainstorm. Uh, if, if I recall our reporting on this from Sharon Hoffman and others, she was the one that uh, that got Kelsey on the show, wanted to, I think, originally a Mahomes-Kelsey duo, but uh, but ended up getting Travis Kelsey and uh, and, and the guy just knocked it, as far as I'm concerned, knocked it out of the park. Um, did you have a favorite skit? Uh, I think the um, Kurt Lightning, the uh, self-defense, that, that just took a really weird turn, a lot of different turns uh, left and right. But uh, that, that was probably my favorite. He was uh, kind of not your, your usual self-defense guru, as you might say, but uh he, he got the point across to those guys on the show. Um, yeah, I thought that was probably my favorite. How about you? Um, mine was a uh, straight male friend. I just, uh, uh, th- this one I appreciate because I thought Bowen Yang was really good in it too. He's one of my mm-hmm. favorite cast members. I think he's just a, a great uh, comedic mind. And, uh, and, and, you know, he, he uh, was the, was the key in that skit, but Kelsey's performance there is just, <laughs> Just great. I, I thought that was the best acting that he did was in was in that skit. Um, and and uh, if you look on YouTube, like I said, I got all the names of the of the skits from just you know, typing in in YouTube SNL and Travis Kelsey. 
the the straight male friend is the one that's gotten the most uh, traction. Uh, it's almost a million views now, and the other was others are between a half a million and and a million. But straight male friend is the one that I guess resonated with with people. It must be people in the gay community, uh, I suppose. But uh, but the comments are hilarious on it as well. That was another thing that, uh, and I know you're working on a story about this, Pete. The the reviews for the show, pretty pretty solid, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I I was really interested to see what you know television critics had to say because you know Chiefs fans were going to love it either way. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah, he's gotten good reviews so far. Everything I've seen has been positive. Um, and. Uh, you know, he he did also act once before in a TV show called Moonbase Eight with John C. Riley and Fred Armisen, which was on Showtime. That's, that's right. And, and I happened to see that one episode he was in, and I thought he was great in that too. He he just played a prima donna athlete, kind of playing himself, but uh, who who just belittled John C. Riley throughout. Um, he I, I I I think he's got a future in acting. Or maybe hosting a game show one day, if that's what he should choose to do. Uh, I think he did a tremendous job. And so, so did the critics. He thought so, too. So maybe taking the Jim Brown route, huh? Just uh, maybe <laughs> stopping the career a little early and uh, uh, going out on top. Then uh, Jim Brown, of course, a lot of became a great actor. And uh, Dirty Dozen was my favorite role that uh, movie of his. But uh, I don't know. I think Kelsey will probably play for another two or three years. And then, and then but you're right. He, he has to. I think he has to go into acting, right? To me, um, this isn't a future coach. This is a future actor. I agree with you there. And I think that was one of the smart things about him doing it solo without Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously is the most popular player in the most popular sport in the country, and he would have generated the majority of the headlines. You know, by having Travis do it by himself, I, I just think this really showcased him for what he can do going forward in the future. And uh, I really thought he did a wonderful job and I think I'd love to see him host again or maybe do something else. Yeah. What, now that I mentioned it, I hasn't, I wonder if an athlete has returned as a host. Did Peyton Manning ever come back a, a second time? I, I, I just don't know as much as I, I do watch the show, but I can't remember, you know, all million episodes of it. I don't believe anyone has come back. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm with you. I don't know enough of the history of the show, but, uh, and I don't know that he would, like you mentioned, it was Heidi, Gar Heidi Gardner's idea to do this. And um, Lisa Gutierrez had a really good interview with her. She's yeah. her idea for that. Also, she's going to be a big slick hostess. Host. Yeah. That's pretty come cool. That she's going to, cool. yeah. yeah uh, joining Paul Rudd and, uh, uh, Rob Riggle, uh, the, the 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 cast, right? The the usual, uh, the old big slick cast. So that that that's very cool. She's going to be a, a host of this as well. So, all right. Well, look forward to your story about it, Pete. And um, and thanks for spending some time talking to us about this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Blair. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our producer Randy Mason for putting together today's show, and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Matt Stahl of the Columbia Tribune and to our Pete Gradhoff for sharing their insights. Today's morning sports edition was packed with college basketball, auto racing, the NBA, NHL, spring training, and always NFL news. you got to check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. <laughs>